Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about random topics. I'm Kev. And I'm Jack. Let's talk about Virgil Abloh. First off, RIP. Sadly, passed away after a battle with cancer that he kept private. Bit of a surprise for everyone. Could say still at the start of his career, he was going to have long-lasting effects on the industry. I mean, he still will, but it's tough because we're like celebrating him after he passes which is something you hear all the time but i mean he was someone that we were probably gonna record an episode on anyway sometime soon just sucks that it had to come this way i mean he had a lot left to do he was only 41 but this man accomplished more things than most people do in their lifetimes like not even close but let's go through it and we'll hit on different stuff so I think the first thing people started to be aware of him was from that Paris Fashion Week shot of him and Kanye and Taz Arnold and I forget who else was there, but of them all wearing the funky outfits. I think uh, Fansworth Bentley or... Yeah, yeah, Fansworth Bentley. Whatever his name is, he was like on a bunch of hip hop videos. He was on that pic, Don C. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that was like an initial thing and... This was like 08, 09. He had started to work with Kanye, would go on to do art direction for a bunch of stuff from the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy cover to the Watch the Throne cover to Yeezus, etc. He was a big part of Donda. But that's fast forwarding a little bit. He also started RSVP Gallery in Chicago with Don C, who you mentioned, in 2009 which is still around. It's like a poppin', you know, streetwear fashion kind of store of just cool stuff, kind of like a Colette in Paris. And he started Ben True, which I don't know if you remember, but that was like a DJ thing he had. And they had shirts, which Travis Scott was wearing at the time. And this was when he was like very first coming up. And they opened up DJ sets and parties and stuff for Rocky and Kanye, etc., And then he did the Pyrex stuff in like 2012, which was super short-lived on purpose. But basically he printed on these flannels that he got and made this video kind of installation piece almost, which blew up. And at the time, I remember not even liking that. I mean, I still don't (laughs) think they're good designs, but that is what got him out there. It was like a whole movement. It was this whole era. I'm pretty sure you remember that. Like, yeah, Harlem people loved that. A few friends, I think, had pieces from it or would at least talk about it. But one, I, I didn't really like it, so I didn't look into it. I didn't I didn't really care for it, so I didn't really know Virgil had anything to do with that. But soon after, when he stopped it or, you know, stopped making that and moved on to Off-White, that's where he started getting that more respect, I guess. I mean, he was already going up there, but... I guess you can say it was like his version of a higher-end streetwear brand, if you want to call it that, obviously because of the price, but the influence of streetwear, pretty much the style, all that, but the quality and how it's regarded as like luxury. You know, back in the blogs and shit, and Hypebees and those websites had go on and it was picking up steam. People were finding out about it and just reading like, oh, in the comments, like people slandering you know gotta have the haters i guess uh, virgil's had him for a minute because people would be like oh it's the same dude from pyrex blah 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 
even then i didn't know it was like oh cool that's the same person but i guess soon after that it all kind of came together the photo came together and it's like oh wait there's the dude that was responsible for this this and that and he was on that photo with kanye and it's funny because he realized like holy fuck like kind of known this dude or he's been somewhere in the shit i'm into and i just didn't know it was him but he was always there and that's pretty crazy to like realize at least at the time yeah i think when i first became actually aware of who he was or that he was doing stuff was around at least Bintro because I remember Illroots posting stuff with them at the time and the whole Travis connection. I was aware of Travis coming up at that early stage as well. And Virgil also put on or helped to put on some of those Illroots guys like Mike Wax and Mike Carson. And so I knew he was doing different things. I remember when Pyrex came out and it being a whole thing again like i said not a fan of it at that time then with off-white like you said that was like the major step into the spotlight which like you said it was this kind of bridge between streetwear and high fashion and i've never been into the high fashion side so i think not that i didn't think it was interesting what he was doing but it was never going to be stuff that i was wearing myself let alone the price which was always, I think, one of the criticisms. But at the same time, it made sense to me because there are so many of these, even just strictly streetwear brands who upcharge like crazy. And then if you're in the middle between that and high fashion, like, I get it, it makes sense. For better or worse, it's more the system it's in. But it took off so quick and the stripes, diagonal lines, the X's, of course, his trademark with the quotes, and the all caps and Helvetica and everything. Probably one of the fastest growing brands that we saw in the past decade. I read this shit on Wikipedia earlier. By like 2018, Off-White was ranked like higher than Gucci when it comes to like the selling of the clothing or like how it's regarded, I guess. Fucking insane to get like this streetwear quote unquote company to compete or even surpass such a house like Gucci and whatever spectrum that is, you know, but just to be even put in that same sentence in a clothing line or a clothing company that you put together and it's only been up for like four or five years is fucking insane. Yeah, in five years. I think it started 2013. Still wasn't for me. Also, again, out of my price range. So it was something that I didn't really put much interest in. However, I do think it's a step up. It's a little bit of an improvement from the Pyrex work. It did just remind me too much of like the luxury brands in the way of like how he was branding it and whatnot. So it was really in your face. I mean, I guess how you picture like Louis V, right? The, the boxes, the brown leather, the squares, uh, the, the big LV on everything. He kind of did his version of that, you know, the big X, the lines, the, the stripes, the big bold letters, like everywhere branding, uh, the, the tags he'd put on them. Yeah, I saw an interview where he was talking about how all the kind of basic symbols had been taken by other brands, but he saw these stripes like in, you know, crosswalks and stuff like that. And he's like, I'm going to make that mine. Like no one's done it with that. A little too much but i get it it's the free advertising you, you want people to see things and like notice it right away but 
again, it's one of the things I don't like from the luxury brands and the bags and the, the clothing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's easy for me to give it like a light con. After this, he started getting involved with Louis V, which is how he became creative director or head of like the menswear side of Louis V, which is fucking huge and amazing. I don't think many people see how big this is. I mean, at the time, and I mean, still, this wasn't even that long ago, but he was like the first black anyone to be the head of any of the big houses when it comes to the luxury fashion, you know, Louis V, Gucci, Prada, all that stuff. He's the first. Yeah, him and Kanye both, and really their whole squad that they had were interested in that high fashion from the beginning. The fashion show pick that I mentioned from like 08 or whatever, that was right around when Kanye got his Louis Vuitton collab, which is like a whole full circle thing. But Virgil became the one who became the head of it, not Kanye. You know, he had something else to him. He got the Louis Vuitton position and... Obviously, at Louis V, the clothes were, you know, now full-on high fashion, but he was still experimenting, still having fun with it, and like I said, I never liked that kind of clothes for the most part, so I was never looking at it as like, oh, this is something I'm going to buy or wear, but it was almost more like he was just an artist who was expressing these different ideas, and could see like oh he's trying to do this there or this and the other one and obviously some work better than others i would say that like you could con them for my taste but i still appreciated that he was taking risk and trying different stuff out with the whole movement of that he was always involved in other projects the like a huge collab with ikea yeah there was this magazine issue that came out from system magazine that was like super in-depth about his Ikea collab that I got at the time and still have it. It's dope. Ikea was like a perfect match for him. But yeah, he did so many collabs in general. The list was kind of endless. Also, this is when his collaborations with Nike started to happen, which is where I guess we or I personally know a lot of his work from just because I'm not into the clothing as much. But I think this is what pushed him over the edge onto like that mainstream and being popular and everyone kind of knowing him even if you weren't fully into the art and the, the fashion maybe just through sneakers because i mean have you seen lately in the last couple of years sneaker head culture kind of just became pop culture where like everyone likes sneakers now it was almost like right place right time with it i want to say 2016 2017 2017 i think he started the collapse with the the Nike drops, specifically the Jordan 1 and the bread colorway, the black, white, and red, it became like a whole thing. I don't know if you remember, but he was like at Nike and people got invited. Usually, you know, like the athletes and celebrities, which, you know, they got everything, but he'd go and like the shoe was there and he'd personalize them. You know, he had like a marker where he was just writing in the white part of the sole, like people's names, you know, he'd write like a Air Virgil or Air jack or whatever any other message he thought about or even the year i think i remember seeing uh, which made it so special and it's like you have this dope ass shoe and on top of that he's like personalizing it obviously more kicks came out with that i think he dropped other colorways of it he had like the air maxes he dropped prestos other shoes like i mean there's too many of them i definitely will miss out on some but 
you know, he moved on and started uh, doing other Nike shoes. And they weren't even always like the most popular ones. Like he started doing the the runners, you know, the, the waffles, which is one of Nike's like most classic shoes. I want to say one of the three or five oldest shoes Nike dropped. Started making his own version of them and dropping like women's colorway and doing just a bunch of releases. Then he moved on to like the dunks which became like a whole thing where he dropped the uh, several colorways first, a gray and red one, a green and white one, just a few of them, multiple laces, just weird shit that you hadn't seen Nike do. And it was like too risky for Nike to do, but he wasn't afraid to do it, obviously. But yeah, he was just doing a bunch of random stuff, just throwing holes, using insane materials that you wouldn't usually see in shoes that aren't maybe even practical in shoes, but he was just trying it out just super experimental with everything and it was a risky move that paid off i feel like the main trademark of what he did to the nikes was a couple things one put the text on them with the helvetica saying you know which model where is made blah 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 and also the tags and stuff like that where basically he showed more of the process which was kind of a general I don't know if trademark is the right word, but it's something he brought into all his work of embracing the process, showing the imperfections, showing something midway, all that kind of stuff. So those are the things I think of most when I picture the shoes. I guess you can say that he has like a deconstructed look, like a very naked look, uh, almost like if the shoe is a sample, uh, unreleased shoe. But that's exactly what he's dropping. Like, that's what you're getting. And in terms of pro or conning any specific individual shoes, it's kind of hard because he's going off shoes that already exist and making modifications or new versions of them. So if you don't like the original or if you do, that's going to heavily sway your opinion. So price aside, there might not be a ton that I would want. I still think what he did in general with his style was interesting, at the very least memorable, and something also cool that it could be implemented across so many different types of shoes, and it always has its own look, even though it's already on top of this already known brand and already known silhouette, so I think it was impressive. Not everyone liked every single piece he dropped, not every single collab he did with Nike, but those that did blow up were fucking major and will be historic shoes. When he first collabed with them, if someone would have asked you, oh, will this be a successful collab? You would have said, yeah, sure. But would you have realized how massive and how many different shoes he would have done? I don't think anyone saw the level to which it would eventually grow to. I mean, you have one of them, I remember, they're like black with pink on the bottom. Yeah, I, I do have a pair. They're part of the runners drop that he did. Uh, I got the waffles. It was like a women's release, so I had to get a big ass size. Luckily, they went up that high. Black and pink pair, but they had like this plastic, I don't even know, material on top of them, which was cool with it, but I wasn't the biggest fan. And I seen somewhere online that someone just like cut it off and it was just like whatever nylon material was under it. So I made it look like solid black, not like plastic black. And I was like, oh shit, that's pretty dope. 
he's very experimental. He kind of wants people to try stuff out with his shoes. And I kind of never had looked at it that way. And that kind of opened up my eyes to the idea. And why don't I try it? It's also like uh, probably the cheapest shoes or one of the cheapest shoes he dropped with the Nike collapse. I was like, fuck it, I'll do it. So yeah, I got him and I went for it. I bought the tools I needed. I started cutting up to the shoe. It took me couple good long hours i don't know three or four of me like being careful trying to dissect the shoe like i'm a shoe designer or any sort of designer really but trying to make this unique shoe and yeah i did it and came out pretty dope and i don't wear them often the only thing is i didn't like how the tongue came out which is i mean outside of me even though i can fix that i haven't gone back to them and tried to uh, do more designing on them but point is that I kind of just tried that out and in a weird way I think it is how he wants people to see fashion try shit yourself and yeah it's one of those things where like I did that and it kind of I wouldn't say like I've been designing and doing stuff since but it kind of gave me the confidence to just try stuff out like it wouldn't hurt the worst you can do is fucking I don't know get rid of it or try it again and make it better but done shirts after that where like I didn't like the fit or I didn't like how long they were whatever so I just cut them and like just leave the little fabric pieces hanging and stuff and just rock it like that or or what about like the pants that you showed me where you splash paint on them or whatever oh yeah the pants just happened to have extra pants that I wasn't gonna use and I was like fuck it like let me just throw paint on them and I just did that again it's stuff that like maybe if I didn't try the thing with the shoe probably wouldn't have done that to my other clothes and whatnot so shout out to him for that he wanted to one pass along all this knowledge and tools to the younger generation but also for people to push boundaries like he was so i think that's dope and then yeah for music stuff like we said he was a dj his sets had crazy energy and he would mix in all types of stuff like go from Migos to Miles Davis, you know, like all these different combinations. He knew how to get the energy going. And for the album covers, like we talked about the different Kanye ones, I think the Yeezus cover with the CD, like the actual CD as the picture being the most iconic of those and the most hands-on, I think he was as well. And he did get criticism for like he did the initial cover of pop smokes album the one that came out after he passed and everyone like tore him to shreds on the cover which i mean to be fair it's not (laughs) a great design but you know not everything is going to be hits you're going to have some misses in there too again like this man is doing so many things at once and also not everything is going to line up with our taste anyway but yeah then other collabs like we mentioned ikea stuff etc He did museum exhibits. One of the things that really got me into him more was the lectures that he did at like Columbia, Harvard, etc. that were all put up on YouTube after and stuff as part of his, you know, trying to get information out there to anyone. And the way he was able to speak in those, I think he was just very good at communicating his ideas and speaking in a way that no matter what kind of level you were at in terms of 
knowing what he was talking about or etc. He talked simply enough but also layered enough where you could understand it no matter what but you could also pick up on deeper references if you wanted to and stuff like that. So I think for me one of the biggest pros about him was just hearing him talk and express his ideas. The music, the art, the designing, everything he had his touch on when it comes to the arts, that's all subjective. Like you can either like it, you won't like it, you'll love it, it's the best. But yes, yeah, a good point, just his mentality and aspecting things. His brain is like what's special about him. It's something that I didn't really know about him. I wasn't really watching interviews or reading much about him, but Obviously, since his death, you know, people post videos and little quotes and stuff that he had. And I didn't really realize that he was this well-spoken, this like uh, bright, this wise, you know, kind of shows like this when you see like, oh, this, this the difference between just a regular, you know, designer or whatever, or just like a, a hype designer. You see the difference and it's better at communicating and pushing those ideas and saying them well. That's something you don't teach that some shit you just have and are born with and he had that in him and i think with his death which similar to chadwick boseman who passed away last year where he also didn't tell anyone ahead of time and it was just like whoa all of a sudden he's gone and i remember adam friend of the pod who did the fashion podcast for cesspool and might have even talked about virgil on there at some point but he texted me about it and I was just like nah no way and then I looked at Twitter and saw it and I was like damn I was just shocked definitely did not expect it at all only 41 but again this man was so busy he got so much done and it's cliche to say that you know oh they live life to the fullest but nah he really did that you sent me the message and I kind of woke up to it. I mean, I'm in the West Coast, so I'm uh, three hours behind on everything you already know. Yeah, I kind of woke up to it. And it was one of those things where it's like one of the first things I read in the morning. And I was still like on that groggy, like not fully awake. So I like read it and remember just being like, wait, nah, like what? You know, it just makes it weirder. You're like not even fully awake. I had to put my phone down and like gather before I like read it again. And it's like, fuck, there's no way that shit is just literally shocking i was listening to flagrant 2 so andrew shows they were talking about virgin and whatnot and he brought up this point which i was like fuck like yeah it makes sense and i they didn't even think of that but this dude got cancer essentially you know and like found that out and in the last couple years if anything he just started working harder this is when we started seeing way more releases i mean in this time was when the the whole 50 dunk project happened which is insane to Think about dropping 50 shoes all at once, all different, kind of different colorways and whatnot. It's almost like uh, some sort of engine turned on inside of him. And it's one of those things where like, I'm not saying most people give up or something, but when a lot of people find out they're ill or even terminally ill, they kind of settle and like try to enjoy life in other ways and try to spend time with family and yeah, take it easy, just relax. I mean, I'm not saying that he wasn't spending time with family or anything, but you know, like you just kind of living you know counting your days but not not Virgil this dude if anything just showed how much he loved that that he just kept doing what he loved and pushed as much out there as he could everything from music to fashion to skating all that stuff 
there were so many people he was connected with across those different fields, but he made it seem so natural and it made total sense that he was doing all these things at once and connected to all these things. Guess I didn't really think about him this way, but now after like just talking about everything he has his hands on and just how he lived, almost could put him in the same sentence as like a Tyler the Creator where like obviously we're big fans and we love everything that he does. Obviously music, fashion, freaking furniture, movies, shows, like everything he wants, he does. Food, you know, like everything. Virgil was in a similar way, one of those people, you know, like if he wants to get it done, he's going to do it. And he's involved in every spectrum of, at least in the art world, you know, literally from galleries to music, to designing, to, I mean, running one of the major houses in fashion, at least when it comes to luxury, literally involved with so many things. Can't say that about everyone or just every designer or anything like that. You know, he for sure had something special. Yeah, I mean, first, just to go off the end of that, a lot of these high fashion designers feel so live up in a mansion somewhere, you know, I'm better than you guys, or maybe that's a little extreme, but none of them have ever felt as down to earth and part of the culture organically and attainable as Virgil, who just broke so many boundaries and made everyone think about those possibilities, like you're saying. And I was thinking about the same thing with the Tyler comparison or even Pharrell is another example. And, you know, for me and for both of us, you've worked with me on a bunch of these different projects over the years where everything for us from photos to making a magazine to making short films to doing podcasts to design to everything, there's no kind of limit to just sticking in one path. And also, he's someone, we didn't even mention this yet, he studied architecture, but then he branched out into all these other things, and he used his perspective to make different stuff and all these, and bring in all these different influences and references, which I think it's part of what this generation does. We have so much access to all these different ideas and people and works of art that you have so much to be inspired by. So it just makes sense to kind of put it all in a blender together. And he was such a champion of everyone else too. Like he tried to bring everyone up with him, which I think is an important part of it too. He was always trying to be encouraging and like I said, give tools to the younger generation and get them connected and everything. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's also pretty cool to hear that. Like just always trying to bring everyone up, not even just your boys or anything, literally like everyone, uh, culture, like, the youth, uh, black teens, anyone who's just like super inspirational in that way. I mean, we don't know him personally, but I've also seen that he was like the sweetest fucking human being ever, which is dope to hear because, I mean, we kind of hear about Kanye and I mean, we've heard about like Steve Jobs and all that shit um, where like, yeah, geniuses, but uh, sort of an asshole. And it's kind of cool to see or hear like the other side where like, oh, you can be this great iconic person and also be a decent human being but yeah i mean the men will live on forever for sure which is another thing too like we're just gonna start to see the influence he had on everyone else and that's gonna keep living on for sure obviously there's a lot we didn't touch on because the amount of stuff he did was just you can't even cover it at once but we tried to hit the major stuff and 
some things that were notable to us personally. And even though you might con his clothing or even some of the shoes or etc., I don't think you can con him as a person and his spirit because of all we said, like how inspirational and also nice and generous and everything he was. There's no doubt he was a big pro for us and the culture. This one definitely hurt. Super sad that he's gone so soon. Who knows all the great things he had coming and in mind, you know, uh, hopefully he left a lot of it written or set up for the future. But yeah, I mean, we talked about a few cons and some of the things that I guess we could personally not like that he worked on. I mean, even the pop smoke stuff and all that. But I could speak for everyone when we say he was a major pro for everyone, whether we like his design or not, just his influences something we're going to see for the future. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. And I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything. Always keep it to Virgil's. Quote unquote.